Welcome back to The Radical Road. No, this is not a stranger. This is Matt. I have a cold. And this week, we kind of give you some updates on where we're at in our life. And we got round two of Merle Miller coming at you. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road. Twitter, at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website, ontheradicalroad.com, and email us your questions or comments to Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Hey, everybody. I do feel like I'm recording with somebody else. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. It's my sexy voice. <laughs> you just, you don't sound yourself at all. It's so weird. So I grew up when Friends was on TV, and there's an episode where Phoebe gets sick, and she goes, ooh, I sound sexy. And then she goes and sings, and everybody's like loving her and stuff. That's how I feel right now. I should go sing some country music. You do have a sexy voice, babe. Well, not normally, but right now it's pretty good. (laughs) Yes, it is. I know. I can't wait to hear this so I know what I sound like. So I kind of, uh, you know, feel bad. We didn't do an episode last week. We took a little break. We needed a break. We needed a break, but we missed all of you. I feel bad, though. Yeah. Like we get conversations around this stuff. It gets pretty heated sometimes because, like, we want to put out good content. But, you know, really what's happened the last two weeks is we just have gotten heavily involved with people doing ministry and it's been filled with zoom calls and telephone calls and time. Yeah. But it's been really good because, you know, as we've gone through this, it's given me some ideas for some content because I'm just, it's very interesting. I pay attention to people. So, you know, going through all these churches all the time, being around people all the time, Having communication with people, it's really sparked some things in me that I've kind of noticed. But yeah, we actually got to go to the collective church in Oregon. Yeah, that place is cool. It's awesome. Yeah, if you're ever in Tigard, Tigard, Oregon, yeah, not Tigard. I always want to call it Tigard. Um, if you're ever in Tigard, Oregon, near Portland, it's a really cool church. So it's basically kind of the southern end of the city. Yeah, a really cute area. We have a lot of places that we deliver to south of the city. Tangent, Oregon, Salem, Oregon. There's some other ones. Albany or something. I can't remember what it is. But it makes it really easy for us because we go to these deliveries. We land in a truck stop just south of town to spend the night, which that place is kind of gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cleaned up. They There was a bunch of broke down campers and homeless people homeless there. Homeless people, yeah. They cleaned all the homeless people and out of there. And they kind of cleared them out of there. But there is a, there's a rat problem there. Yes, gross. Like, nasty. I did not see the, the rat, but Matt saw the rats. And... I didn't tell her. <laughs> I got up in at night. Well, it wasn't even night. Like we came, we were spending time with friends. We came back and we were doing like 
household chores, so to speak. And you asked me to take the garbage out. So I took the garbage out, put it in a thing, and I come back and I can see the rats running underneath the trailer and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not firm. I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't withhold information from your spouse. But in this case, it was necessary. <laughs> oh, and then that wasn't even, that was like the icing on the cake because we went for a hike earlier that day. Yes. And it was like along the river. So the li- river splits and there's this island. It's on Savi Island. Savi Island. Yeah. And we go on a hike and we saw the mother load of snakes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Snakes everywhere. Like not poisonous or anything. No. But like, I don't like snakes. I'm like, you can't trust anything that can move around and doesn't have feet. Like, that's just weird. Well, serpent is the devil. So every time I see even a little snake, I'm grossed out. Yeah, but even, I mean, worms don't bother me so much, but they feel like you watch them and they hardly get anywhere, it seems like. But snakes, like these things were everywhere. You could hear them along the trail. It was like a hillside and they were just like kind of laying out on top of the, there was like some ground cover with some vines and they were just kind of laying on it, getting in the sun and stuff, but... Yeah, our awesome young friends are building a tiny house. and They call it Tiny Doug. Uh, so you can look up Tiny Doug on Instagram and watch their progress. Um, it's pretty fun to watch uh, as we've been out in Oregon to see it firsthand, not just on social media. It's pretty cool to be a part of that as their friends. Yeah, we rolled into town and I thought I was going to get to help with this project because he had reached out to me and... He's like trying to get the siding on it before, because this time of year it gets rainy and stuff. But he finished it up, so we just had fun instead, which was cool. But the project itself is like, his mind, he has an engineer mind. So everything is very professionally done. Yes, (laughs) to the details. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yes. So, yeah, we've been doing, back to um, talking about, we've been doing ministry with some people and God's just really opened up doors for us to um, help people and just use our giftings with them. And it's been really um, powerful and just humbling to watch God go to work. Yeah, I mean, I look back on when we started this journey, we kind of thought it was like, oh, we're going to go to truck stops and see people and stuff. And it's kind of turned into all these other things. But it's shocked me a little bit how people have started reaching out to us. And it's like, and they're so when they reach out, they're like, it's kind of almost funny because they're like, well, I don't know if you can help me, but I'd like, if you could, that would be awesome. And we're like, like God can help you do anything. <laughs> but they're just hesitant, it almost seems like. And we're like, um, yeah, we'll help you. Like, yeah. what do you got going on? But, I mean, to put our, put what we do kind of like in a very generic thing, like people get stuck, right? They get stuck in life somewhere. We just kind of help them get unstuck. Yes. Um, People have strongholds or things that um, they're dealing with and they don't know how to to get beyond it. And so um, 
sort of being used to counsel them through that and then disciple them. So it's been really fun because we continue to disciple as we're in the truck. Thank goodness for phones, for technology. It's allowed us to continue to disciple. Yeah, because we can be anywhere. Right. I mean, there's been a couple hiccups here and there because, of course, you got to be someplace that you can get a tower. Yes. But it's been good. We've been busy. We have been busy. Poor Matt. (laughs) He's over here coughing up along, I think. Anyway, yes, we have been busy, and but it's just been so fun to see the breakthrough and the people that we have helped. And you just know that God's hands are all over um, on these situations and in these people's lives. And he's ready to make these people we're working with powerhouses as well so that they can do the same thing and they can take that same power and authority and boldness and knowledge and wisdom and love and use it towards others. And the, it just keeps cycling through, right? They can, they can uh, be those people to other people and help them get breakthrough as well. So I think that's what's important is that, you know, when, when we work with people, we teach them and when we're discipling them how to do what we're doing, like how to allow God to work through them and to um, just let, let God's giftings and words just flow. It's not the Matt and Jess show. It's actually God that's doing all the work. So it's yep. been fun. But anyway. So that's our update. Yeah, that's our update. We're really excited that we have Merle on. Yeah. Yes. That guy's voice might be deeper than mine, even with the cold. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty low right now. He tells such interesting stories. So we're feel very blessed and very uh, excited to have him back for round two. Yeah, he's got some great stories. And we, we have, um, he's told us uh, this story in the past. And we feel like this would be a story that could um, bless other people and people could f- find hope in too as well. So, yep. yeah. So let's get him in here. So we have Merle Miller here with us. He's back. We have another really great story from him to share with all of you. Welcome back, Merle. Hey, Jess, how are you and Matt doing these days? You're out on the road, obviously living the dream, right? Oh, yeah. Living the trucking dream. I'd, I'd ask you. I'd ask you how you're doing, but I already know the answer to that. You're just busy all the time. i am i am i i've got a lot of balls in the air and i like it that way obviously remind our audience who what your company name is hawkeye brokerage center here in iowa city iowa wealth management that's what we do for my day job and uh, when i have fun and part-time gig obviously i coach girls softball and travel all over the country and get kids scholarships and just wrapped up our tour for the fall seven weekends Finished up wow. in Kansas City last weekend and got home, oh, last night, I don't know. Uh, what the heck was it? Probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you have a fabulous team. Uh, yeah, yeah, these kids are amazing. These kids are absolutely amazing. And, and you know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I, I got a little choked up a little bit chatting with the girls after our last game. And, 
Yeah. Um, they're a special group of kids. They really honestly are. I mean, they play so hard for each other. So unselfish, really. So Those unselfish. are the fun seasons when you get a team like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When, when they and just, for the most part, they've all got scholarships, you know, um, congratulations. The, yeah. 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 So really, really fortunate with that. So obviously I developed a lot of really, really good friendships with college coaches all over the country. And so, you know, they know what we do. They know the kids that I have, uh, the type of teams that we have. We like to run. We like speed. Yeah. So, you know, so, you can't teach speed. So that's <laughs> my that's my part time fun gig. So one of the um, reasons why we brought you on today is we really just wanted to have you share your story about just growing up and your first job, you've told the story to Matt and I before, and we were just so captivated by this story. And, you know, we, we look around and see what's going on in the world today with um, young people coming out of high school and deciding whether or not they want to go to college. It's a decision, a big decision. Um, and, you know, in today's um, atmosphere, there's a lot of agenda being pushed in colleges. So it's a even more different decision for families these days as well, whether or not they want to spend the money and whether they want to go that direction. And quite honestly, we are shy people coming out of high school, getting into technical jobs and getting into um, industrial and construction um, whatever it is, hands-on, um, we could use more young people getting into those areas. Would you agree with that, Merle? Yeah. I mean, honest to God, I mean, seriously, uh, Jess, you bring up a really good point. I mean, for myself, obviously, you know, I, you know, life throws you lots of curveballs. It's just a matter of what you do with them and make the best of them. You know, I, I would never discourage going to college. However, you don't have to go to college to be successful. This is America, for God's sakes. You can do, if you put your mind to doing things and work hard at it and put your heart and soul in it, you can be incredibly, incredibly successful, yeah. you know, doing whatever, whatever your passion is. I mean, I'm living proof of that. I'm good Lord. I'm blessed far beyond what I deserve. That's a fact. I mean, it really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I think there's, um, Many people out there that have a story of, and I'm, I agree with you. I'm not saying that college is, uh, I'm not naysaying college. I think college can be very, very important and it's important to be educated. But I also know many successful individuals and entrepreneurs that did not go to college. And it's for those reasons that you stated that they are successful today. So, and I'm one of them too, as well, that I got certified in cosmetology. So I did not go to college. I, I went to college for three years, but I didn't get my degree in college. Sure, um, sure. But I did have a really nice career as a hairstylist for 20 years. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, my, my path was a little bit different, obviously. I mean... You know, like I said earlier, life throws you lots of curveballs for me. And obviously my dad left when I was 14 or so. And, and then my mom passed away with cancer two years later when I was 16, going on 17. So, you know, there's four of us in our family and I don't, you know, we survived. We just 
survived. So there wasn't really, growing up in small town Iowa, there's not really, you know, we didn't expect any handouts. There just wasn't in our DNA. We went to work. My older brother and I, we quit school and went to work. That's what we did to pay the bills. You How know? old were you um, when this happened with your family, with your dad? Well, I was 14 when, when he left and divorced my mom. And then when my mom passed away, I was just short of, I think it was in the summer, August, I believe, when she passed away. And I turned 17 in October. So 16 going on 17 is when my mom passed away. So, yeah. So what was the thought process at this point? I mean, obviously, your mom and dad, they're gone. Like, you're gone. and And you're young. You got some siblings. Like, what's going through your head at that point? Like, where where do you take the first step, I guess? Well, I mean, it kind of started before my mom passed, actually, after my dad left. I mean, I obviously I went to work for the neighbor for a little while, but there wasn't much to do in the wintertime. So, I mean, I'm yeah. a little bit embarrassed to tell you this, but for God's sakes, it's, it is what it is, you know. And uh, my brother and my cousin went to Florida because he thought he could get construction jobs in the, in the wintertime in Florida because there was nothing to do in Iowa. In the yeah. time. Construction is, I mean, that is not like today. Now they do, they can do all kinds of things in construction yeah. in the wintertime. But back then it pretty much shut down for, you know, three, four months in the wintertime. But um, so anyway, my brother and my cousin went to Florida and he was obviously looking for work to make some money to send home to help pay the bills, do whatever. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, my cousin had his car at our place and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get a job at a company over in Hills, Iowa, by golly, I, I need to go there. And I didn't really know where it was at. All I knew <laughs> is when I was helping the neighbor, I swear to God, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. You know, I think the big <laughs> fell upstairs had a roadmap for me or something. I'm not sure, but you know, but did, I, you have I was, your, did you have your driver's license at this time? What was that? What is that? Did you did you have your driver's <laughs> license? <laughs> so you're going to drive this car and you didn't have a license? Heck no. I got in the doggone car and I, I just went, <laughs> I went north of our farm because I kept seeing when I was working for my, na- my neighbor, you know, the fertilizer carts where we spread fertilizer in the fall. Yeah. It came from north of our place and back east. And so I could see him come up to the corner and then make left to come down to, our, to the farm that I was working on. So I, it was somewhere back east is where Stutzman's was, because that's the guys that were delivering the fertilizer to us. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to so go there just and gonna, find it. I'm going to so go there just, and get a job. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So you're just <laughs> roaming, the, is, you're yeah, just roaming the gravel is. out there? Well, I don't, I don't know where it's at, but I'm going to find it. I mean, I'm, I'm literally going to find it. <laughs> Serious, swear to God. So I go north of our farm to the stop sign and make a right. And now keep in mind, I haven't driven many cars before this, but I've driven tractors on my growing up or whatever. And so it can't be that difficult. (laughs) And I go east to T intersect. And I'm like, good Lord, now where do I go? And I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm in the hinterlands, <laughs> left, right, which way are we? Okay, I'm going to go left. And I went left for about a mile or so and to another T intersection. And I'm getting well, if I go back left again, I'm going to come back 
close to where I started. I better go right. So I'll go right. And I drove three or four miles down the road, five miles, whatever. I come to another intersection. I'm like, oh, now which way do I go? I don't know which way I'm going to go. And I'm looking around, and here I see a red sign off to my right. Look, quite a ways, probably a mile down the road, half a mile down the road, which now it's the roads are totally different now because the interstate came through there, uh, uh, 218. That right. wasn't there back then. That was a two-lane road. But I'll drive down there and see what it is. And sure enough, there's a Stutzman sign. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, this is embarrassing, but hey, it's true. And, and the president of the company can verify this. But anyway, I walk in and I tell the secretary, I need to talk to the owner of the company. And she goes, well, which one? There's two. And I go, I don't care. The one that makes the decisions. Oh, he's right here in the office back here. I wheel around and wake in there. And she goes, wait, wait, wait. I'm in, I'm in his office by then. And, you know. I mean, let's remind our audience, you're 16 at this time, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just walking into this office with total boldness. I love um, it. I, I need a job. I need, to, I need to earn some money to pay the bills, you know? And so right. yeah. this guy's got papers all over his desk and he's got his classes down on the tip of his nose and he looks up over his glasses and he says, what do you want? <laughs> he scared the bejesus out of me, but I'm like, I need a job. I'm not hiring. I still need a job. Well, I'm still not hiring, he says. <laughs> so I'm like, well, he goes, come back in March and I'll see what we can do. I go, I need a job today. And he kind of looks at me and he goes, I told you I'm not hiring right now. I go, sir, with all due respect, I really need a job. I love your persistence. And he puts his glass. I can still see him doing this today. This has been 30, some of you, 40 years ago. Yeah. Lays his glasses on the table, on his desk, and he goes, for the second time, I'm not hiring. And I go, okay, come back in March, he says. I'll, uh, I'll think about it. So I leave. And I'm thinking, gosh, now what do I do? Try to find my way back home, you know? <laughs> Did you know how to get home? I, I went left and right and right and left and I got home. <laughs> 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 All right. I know the way back there now. Well, you know, a whole week went by and I'm thinking, gosh, I wonder if somebody quit last week. I'll take that guy's job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and see if somebody quits. So Monday morning, you know, I get up early and I get in the car and I go right back down there. <clears throat> well, unbeknownst to me, I park in his parking spot. And oh, I'm waiting there. Oh, no. and I, it's, you know, 7.15 I get there. Well, they don't open till 8, you know. So I'm sitting in his parking spot waiting because the door is locked. I went up, tried the door, the door was locked. Pretty soon, this guy whips in beside me, slams on the brakes, and puts her in park and gets out. <laughs> Walks in, goes up, unlocks the door, and goes in. I'll wait maybe three minutes, I don't know, five minutes at the most. And I walk up and in right, right past the secretary in his office. I'm like, I'm not stopping at the secretary this time. I'm going right in. <laughs> and he looks up at me again, you know, looking over the top of his glasses. I mean, what do you want? He's like, I mean, God, he scared the jeep bejesus out of me when he said it. I thought, did anybody quit last week? And he goes, no. Why? I go, I'll take the guy's job. Anybody quits, I'll take their job. <laughs> he goes, nobody quit. 
I'm not hiring. I <laughs> love well, you. your persistence. It's so I, great. I, I really need a job. I said, I really need a job. And he goes, you, I told you come back March 1st. Don't come back here again. You come back here March 1st and I'll think about it. I go, well, I may have a job by March 1st. And he goes, I don't care. Good. I'm not hiring. <laughs> My <laughs> good Lord. I mean, to me, March 1st was an eternity away. You know, so how long away was it? Like what month well, was this? This was, this was uh, right after New Year's. So this would have been probably maybe the second week in January, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the you second had... and third week in January. So March yeah. was a ways out then. Oh, my God. And, it was, it and was you an think about away. how times have turned, right? Like you think about the today or you think about really? today and how so many companies are hiring and nobody wants to work and here you are aggressively trying to get this job and he's pushing you and away well you know and, and 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 rightfully so because in the winter time things were slow you know they don't typically hire until march when they get going for their fertilizer season is a really really busy time of the year i didn't know this at the time but I mean, they do their hiring in March and then they keep, they don't lay people off. Once you're hired there, you stay on. They find work for you all winter long. And you know what? God bless yeah. their soul. I'm dead serious. They're loyal. Absolutely. Yeah. They are a phenomenal company to work for. Really, seriously. Yeah. They, they really are great, great They're people. Loyal. I mean, yeah. uh, gosh, they, great people, just great people. They gave me a job then March 1st. <laughs> I mean, I was there at seven o'clock, March 1st. And, uh, so what was he, when he when you walked in? What was the look on his face? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, is he there again? I parked in his parking spot. I didn't know that it was his parking spot. I mean, hey, how am I supposed to know that stuff? I figured yeah. it out after the first day, though. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, gosh. so did he ship you back out the door that day, or? Like what no, went down? No, no, no. He he says he says come out the warehouse. I got a job for you. And really? you know back okay. yeah back then they had um, they got in these rail cars loaded with brand for it's a feed ingredient for cattle feed hog feed whatever they mix brand molasses. It's a it's a dry molasses you know milled yeah. into a into a molasses milled into a dry powder kind of thing or flakes I guess you call them. Mm-hmm. In a hundred pound bags on a rail car load, hundred ton rail car load. And he opens the door and he says, You got a week to unload this. I go, a week? He goes, Yep. And I got these little wooden pallets you put on a two wheeled dolly and you can put four bags on a dolly. And the warehouse, I swear to God, was a half a mile long. I mean, (laughs) wheel is, you know, 100 pound bags, 400 pounds, all the way to the far end of the warehouse, as far as you could go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was kind of a challenge. So, you know, by God, I'm not taking a week to do this. This is going to get done way before the week is over. That that I can promise you. So, I mean, I went to work. I was so thankful for a job. I really honestly was. I I was so thankful for a job. And I I went to work and then I would, from the back end of the warehouse, I would run up to the, to the rail car dock 
And about the third or fourth trip up, I mean, everybody's staring at me as I'm going by and I'm whizzing by on the way back. And I, I <laughs> Gratitude was fueling you. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the good Lord upstairs was good because I had a job and, you know, I was going to make $3 an hour. $3 an hour. Oh, wow. Big money. Three, $3 an hour. That's what I started, started out at. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. What year was that? Do you remember, Merle? That would have been 19. Uh, I got to think about this. 77 or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I was five. 76, 77, somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So about the fifth trip up there, some guy come out and he says, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, this happened to be on a Monday morning. Okay. I said, I'm going to have that real car empty by Wednesday. And he goes, no, you're not. And I go, yes, I am. And I just kept going. And so <laughs> I I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I mean, I really didn't get it. I'm thinking, why do they think I can't do this till Wednesday? I went by Wednesday. Why do they think this is going to take all week? This is not taking all week. I mean, I just, yeah. in my mind, this was going to get done way before my deadline, you know? Yes. Well, next thing I know, they're throwing stuff in my path all kinds of stuff to make, you know, the wheels wouldn't turn very good when you had 400 pounds going over pebbles, the corn and rock and everything else (laughs) in your path, but get out and sweep it up and get it out of the way. And then I'd go on and then I'd run back, you know, well, this went on for like two days and Wednesday afternoon, I think it was somewhere around four o'clock. I had the last cart down the line. I was so freaking excited. It was unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm serious and they were pissed i mean everybody in the warehouse was mad at me but i didn't get it i just didn't get it at that time well i do i got it later on because they're thinking good lord if he's going to do this he's going to be gone and doing something else and we're going to have to do that in three days but i didn't get it back then you know what i mean yeah. So when I took my last run down through there, I mean, there was more junk in my path on the road <laughs> than you could shake a stick at. <laughs> but, so was know, that I, kind of a trial? If you didn't get it by Wednesday, you just would have been booted? No. You got a no, week. I had a week. It was yeah. just a personal thing. Right. Whatever you, oh. He gave got me a it. week to do it. I'm going to have it done far sooner than a week. It's just. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to hustle, you know? Right. Of course, these guys in the warehouse, they didn't like me very good. Yeah. You know, just, you know, and, and now, I mean, later on in life, obviously we've become friends over the years. And obviously since I've left still good friends or whatever, but back in the day, they didn't like me very good. Well, it's about four o'clock and I go into Ron's office and I'm sweating like a horse, you know, I mean, gosh, I was running my tail off all day long. And I walk in and, and he looks at me and growls and says, what uh, age do you want now? I go, well, my rail car's done. He goes, no, it ain't. It can't be. I go, uh, yes, sir. It's, I, I'm done. And he jumps up out of his chair. <laughs> I've never seen a guy jumps on my life. Jumped up and wheels right past me and heads for the warehouse. As I walk out there after him, and he looks in, goes out, looks in the door, and he says, I'll be damned. 
I'll be a son of a gun. He says, how the hell did you do this in three days? <laughs> I don't know, sir. I, I just did it. He goes, I don't have anything for else to do. This is supposed to take a week and I don't have anything for you to do. So now what are you going to do? I said, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Get a broom. All right. Clean this warehouse up. All right. No problem. I swept for two days. Clean the warehouse, clean the rail car, clean the docks, clean everything I could think of. I mean, and that's when, that's when I started. But you know what? I was so happy to have a job. And I am still, to this day, grateful for them to give me a job. Seriously. Seriously. Um, How cool. But then after that, I mean, you know, obviously everybody in the whole company kind of took notice. And next thing you know, I mean, one of my very best friends today still... Tom Bayless said, you need to come work for me down at the fertilizer shed and run fertilizer for me. And so then I moved out of the warehouse and down to the fertilizer and started running fertilizer carts and all those kinds of things. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I really, truly believe that your ambition, like that drive that you have combined with that gratitude is what makes you successful today, too. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I don't think you can ever get ahead in life looking at the rearview rear mirror and saying, poor me. You know what? Um, no way. Pull up your bootstraps, get with the program, get off the couch and get it done. That's been my attitude all my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously with the help of the big fellow upstairs, I mean, it's uh, God is good. I don't know what else to say. Seriously. I mean, so where did you get your work ethic from? Like, I mean, I feel like people always have like one person, couple people or whatever. Like, what was it that gave you that drive that you're like, I'm getting this job done in three days, not five days? I mean, I don't really know how to answer that, Matt. All I know is when you have nobody to depend on, I mean, there, there was nobody. My mom passed away. My dad yeah. was gone. Who's going to help me if I need help? Nobody. I mean, failure is not an option. When when failure is not an option, you strap it on and go. I mean. Yeah, you were in survival mode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, obviously. But and I mean, still today, heck, I still work 60, 70 hours a week. And I love every minute. <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> I, I, That's so that's so fascinating to me. Um, we had a gentleman on here a couple weeks ago. He actually was on the streets of Mexico at a very young age. And his work ethic is very comparable to yours. And it's kind of the same thing, you know. It's not, you know, since his parents weren't around to give him, like, chores and things, this whole survival thing just kicks in. And it almost creates it out of thin air to where you're just like this is what i gotta do like it's just there it's so fascinating to me yeah yeah i mean you know listen i i didn't I mean, when i grew up gosh we were so poor we couldn't pay attention but you know what i never went hungry <laughs> always had something right. to eat yeah right you know but oftentimes uh, i think in in today's climate again as parents, we, I'm speaking generally, we give our kids too much. So then mm -hmm. there's no drive 
right? We see this often where there's young people that have no drive, but they've really mm-hmm. not had a reason to have the drive. Mm-hmm. No, I, right? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So there's a little more to the story about the whole fertilizer part of the business, because this is where, <laughs> this is where you like jump in a truck, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Tell well, tell that piece of the story because this I about <laughs> died when I heard this. You know, again, when you're young and foolish and you don't know any better, I mean, heck, you just do what you got to do to make. You just do. You just you're in you're in mode. You're in survival mode, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the in the spring of the year, uh, it, it is hectic and busy. I mean. We're running 80, 90, 100 hours a week. I probably still hold the record down there. I don't know if they work that hard these days or not. But, you know, you just do what you got to do. If farmers need things, you haul fertilizer to tell, you know, the orders quit coming. Because they all want to get the crops in. They all want to do their things. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm jumping in the pickup and I'm running carts in and out of the farms and back and forth, loading, going back and running like crazy. And. <laughs> God, I come in across. You go, you pull in with an empty cart. You pull it across the scale. Yeah, and then you weigh in, punch a ticket, and then you go get loaded with your fertilizer, your dry fertilizer, and you put back across the scale. And that's on it. Know how much weight is going out to the farm? For, you know, and each farmer has a different ingredient, and you know, formula based on what they need: potash, phosphate, phosphate, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I pull across the scale empty and here comes Eldon and his Cadillac. Great guy. I mean, super, super nice guy. He was like a dad to me. He really was. And he comes rolling down there and he gets out of the Cadillac. Hey, how you doing? You know, I said, fine, fine. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, hey, he says, um, that test might have been kind of hard for you to take that test. I go, what test? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, that, that test. I don't know what you're talking about, Eldon. I'm, I don't know what test. I didn't take a test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. He, he, I mean, he rubs his brow and he tips his head and he's scratching his head. And he goes, oh, God, Jesus, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Jesus, Merle, don't tell anybody. He gets back and he's shaking. He gets in his car. He puts that thing in reverse. And I mean, the rocks are flying and he backs out of there and floors that thing. And he's headed north. I'm thinking, what the heck is that all about? I don't know what that's all about. (laughs) (laughs) So I go ahead and punch my ticket empty and I wheel over to get loaded. And I'm standing there waiting for him to run the mixer and get the blend and I take the ticket over and tell the mixer guy what I need. And he mixes the combination and I'm standing there waiting pretty soon. Tom comes down and he kind of walks over to me and goes, Hey, he says, uh, that driver's license test. Is that kind of tough for you? (laughs) What the heck are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Jesus, he says, oh, my God, Jesus, be careful. Jesus, what are we going to do? Oh, God. And he's like, just be careful. Just be careful. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty careful out there. Okay, just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> he takes off. Like, he leaves them. Like, and 
I have no idea what this is all about. You know, I'm, I'm running. I'm now, this is in the middle of the afternoon and it's, you know, a nice sunny day and we're going hammer down. We started at four thirty-five in the morning and we'll probably go. We went till midnight that night. You know, we get three, four hours of sleep and back at it again. Well, a couple of days later, you know, it was raining, so we don't have anything to do in the rain. And so we're getting equipment greased up and doing repairs, whatever, back in the shop. <laughs> he comes down, he says, say, he says, you need to come with me. I need to take you to go to Iowa City to get some parts. And I need you to know where to go get these parts in case I have to send you for an errand. All right, no problem. So we take off and we're leaving a straight truck and i'm thinking what the heck are we taking a straight truck for (laughs) 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 i mean we get about a mile out of town he hands me this book he said read this book until we get to iowa city you're getting a driver's license today and i go i am he said yep (laughs) 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 all right turn up with me (laughs) oh my god i mean jesus if something would have happened good lord i mean today and nowadays i mean I mean, I really kind of put them at risk a little bit, but nothing happened, which is good. <laughs> so how long were you driving for before they figured this out? Oh, gosh, probably a month. Oh, man. I think they just thought, you know, but here's see back then you had to have an adult sign for you if you yeah. were under 18. Well, I didn't have anybody to sign for me, you know, obviously, you know. Yeah. And so Tom Bayless actually became kind of like my dad. We're still really good friends today. I mean, seriously. I mean, he's a great fella, great fella. Um, yeah, so he just mentored you through the years. He was. He has been a super, super mentor of, to me for a lot of years. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, so how long were you there? Well, I was there for about 10 years total, but wow. in that gap was when I owned my own truck there for like two years. And then obviously, you know, I told you the story last time about when I had my own semi and then obviously yes. Gary, my friend, got killed and all that. And that was like a two-year gap. So I was there yeah. for about five years and then that happened. And then uh, I ended up going back for about another five years or so. Yeah. And um, then obviously I got into this business and that's by the sheer grace of God. I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. Um, got into the wealth management business, which is, I mean, crazy story in and of itself. But um, Right. But know. he's also connected your dots, wouldn't you say, Merle? Like you, just the people that you've met through your path that he's placed you on. It's connected those oh, yeah. dots for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think back over my life, obviously, everybody does. And I mean, I don't know if you guys do or not, but if you ever look back at your life and see if I wouldn't have met, you know, so-and-so, would I be where I am today? And I, I mean, seriously, I I am so blessed to have met uh, the Stutzmans and they give me a job when I really, really needed one way back in the day. Seriously. Yeah. And absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely. Yes. Great people, great company, great, great company, great people. But, you know, it was, it was one of those things that <clears throat> how I got into this, my own company, then went back, obviously, and then um, started in the wealth management business. It was uh, 
meeting good people. And I'm so thankful for the guy that introduced me to this business. Every day, I thank him every morning when I get up and say my prayers. Seriously, thank him. Because, you know, obviously, I've been blessed far beyond what I deserve. I mean, that's a fact. But you deserve it. You're kingdom minded. (laughs) (laughs) You deserve uh, it. You're a giver. uh, (laughs) You know, and I think that's probably what motivates me a lot to keep working the way I do. I I do love what I do. It's not work for me. It really is. I love what I do. And I love helping people. And this whole softball thing with girls softball. I mean, it's something that I can do to maybe give back uh, to some kids that are maybe a little less fortunate. And yes. some are not. Some are very fortunate. Some are not so fortunate. But it's something I can do to give back to help them along their journey. You know, somebody gave me a chance, obviously, along the way. So to me, that. that's incredibly rewarding. It really honestly is. It's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, that's honoring um, up and down and just keeping a heavenly flow in your life. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. I do have one question. So, yeah. you know, there was a point that, you know, all of this was survival mode. Is there like a point in all of this where you went, I'm not in survival anymore. Like I'm actually doing life and I'm succeeding at it. Did, did it get to that point where you're just like, you mentally knew all right, I can breathe now. I'm like on the right track. You know what? Uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. And the answer to that is no. <laughs> I mean, no. Nah, I mean, seriously, I still think last month was my last paycheck. I mean, to this to this day. Um, I, I, it's just the way that I'm wired. I don't really know. Now, would I need to be doing that? No. Could I retire yesterday? Sure. Do I want to? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean I, what would I do with myself? I don't know what I would do with myself if I didn't get up and go yeah. to work every day. And, you know, I, I really don't. I love golf, but I don't think I can golf five days a week. I know I couldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think you could stay busy, Merle. You're one. Of- <laughs> you know. <laughs> You'd probably be, you're one of those people that would be busier retired than you are working. And that's really hard to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I've always been um, busy, I guess. Um, But I've got incredible staff at the office. Really, honestly, do. My daughter's works for me at the office. The other one's in Minneapolis. Uh, And, you know, what great wealth management company up there. So it's kind of in the family. Yes. So proud of my kids. I mean, I'm so proud of my yes. kids, honestly. Both of them have got phenomenal work ethic um, and great families, great son-in-laws, great grandkids. So you're, you're passing it down, you know, you're passing it on to the next generations. Uh, well, that just I've that always, work drive, just that work, yeah. that drive and that good work ethic. You're passing it on. You know, I'm a firm believer in leading by example. I don't think I have ever asked any of my staff to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. So I think 
I mean, gosh. That's true leadership. Yeah, Brenda's been at the office with me for 19 years. You know, Chris has been there, what, eight, nine years. Molly's been there 10, 11 years, 12, after college, obviously. Well, all through college, high school, college, and then full-time right out after she graduated. So, uh, you know, if you treat people right, they're not looking over the fence to go anywhere. I don't want them looking. I want them to be happy and be successful and share in the prosperity, obviously. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, well, great. I look at you and I, you know, for some reason you remind me of like, uh, like a Roger Penske, um, very successful man. He's in his eighties. Like he does not want to quit working, which is kind of your mentality. And so I think about that and I go, is it because like it gives you purpose like, I feel like people really struggle to find their purpose in life. Is is that what it is, maybe? Um, I mean, yeah, I, that's a good question, man. I mean, it's a really good question, I guess. Well, I just think about it, and you just touch so many lives every day, you know? Just not in your work, but, you know, outside the office with the softball all the things that you do. Well, and you're active politically too. So you're in all kinds of different. Like, I don't know if you realize it, but you're very influential. You're influential yeah. in people's lives. And so. You're in different pillars of life influencing. So and- I just see that as like, you have this great purpose put on you from the very beginning. And that's what keeps you driving, right? I, you know, I, I yeah, I guess I don't. I don't think about those kinds of things. It's it's really funny that you say that. I literally got off the phone an hour ago with one of my very, very good friends from the home office that we do a lot of work with, uh, asking me if I'd consider being on their board, on their corporate board. I, I, I mean, to me, that is incredibly, incredibly humbling. I'm not sure yeah. I deserve yeah. that. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I mean, wow. what do you say? You what can't say no. You can't say no when the, some of the top dogs at the company call you and ask you to serve. So, you know, I told them, give me a day or two to think about that. That's a humbling, you know, ask. But, yeah, yeah. I, I will get back to you in a day or so. And so. I think wow. I'm going to do it. What an I think honor. I'm gonna, I'm, it is. It is. And it's, in, it is humbling. It is humbling. Um, but I think I'm going to do it just because, you know, one, I can learn a lot. I can learn a lot. Just by yeah, being always on the learning, board. Right? I'm always learning. Always learning. Never yeah. quit learning. I, uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, over the years, I've gone back and gotten a lot of education, things like that up, which I didn't have growing up you know i didn't have those opportunities back then but i've since gone back and 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 done a lot of that which i wanted to yes uh and just to stay on top of things as a matter of fact i just came from a tax summit in nashville two weeks ago four day deal with pretty high level tax strategies and things like that but i like to do those kinds of things just you got to stay sharp you got to stay on top of things and so this might Definitely. be another way that that I can help my clients, if you will. 
Yes. So, yeah, I, I don't wow, see myself. Wow, congratulations. You're so inspiring. I, I don't, well, gosh, I mean, coming from where I come from, you know what? I don't, I don't really think back at those days, but I'm always looking ahead, looking for the next challenge, I guess. You asked the question earlier, um, if we have those people in our lives that have mentored us or impact us. And yes, you're actually one of those in my life. And I'm very grateful for our paths crossing for sure. So. Absolutely. And Jess, I mean, you, obviously you and Matt uh, now, I mean, I, when I met you, I don't know that you and Matt were together, but now that you and Matt are together, you guys are a big, big, uh, you know, part of inspiration to me and just doing what you're doing. And to me, that's incredibly exciting. I'm, I'm happy for the both of you. Really. I am. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's also humbling for us as well. Yeah. So, well, well, we better get this wrapped up. It's been awesome hearing your story. (laughs) And um, round two was every bit as good around one. Everybody was asking for more Merle. So, yes. So, we, we wanted to bring you back. We'll have to figure out what round three is later. (laughs) (laughs) We honor you and we love you, Merle. And we're just so thankful for your friendship and um, just your inspiration and your continuation and inspiring us and everyone around you. So thank you, Merle. Well, for thank doing you, this tonight. Yes, I mean, whatever I can do to help the both of you, obviously, be successful in your journey and your careers and whatever. Uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, like you started off the, the podcast here, and you don't have to have a college degree. Look at Bill Gates, one of the richest <laughs> men in the world, for God's sake, started in his garage, right? Right. Right. No, I, I can only dream of doing that, but I mean, <laughs> you know, life throws us all curveballs. Don't sit yes. back and wait for somebody to give you something. Get out and go after it. That would be my message. That's yeah. the message for all these people listening today. And that's a great message. So we'll yeah. end on that. Thanks, Merle. Okay. Have a safe journey. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And by no means do we want you to think that we're discouraging going to college because we, we do encourage that as well. But what we are saying is that no matter what, that you should follow your heart, follow your dreams, and most importantly, follow God and let him guide you uh, through those steps and those decisions. There's all kinds of education out there without getting a degree and you need to do what's right for you and just don't let the voice of the world change your decision. So I want to end with a prayer um, to um, end us out of this episode. And if you don't want to join us, you can head out now or you can sit and listen and um, with agreement and pray along with us in agreement. So dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you. We come to you in your presence. We usher your spirit in, Lord. We just pray that you bless each and every person that's listening to this episode, Lord. We pray for the young adults that are making a decision uh, of the direction that they should go in their lives um, after high school, after their um, first education, Father God, their primary education. We just pray that that they just turn to you for every step. They pray through every step, Lord, that um, you're their guiding light through their decisions. 
Lord, we just pray for the parents that are parenting young adults, or maybe there's parents out there or adults out there that are also considering making a switch in a career. Lord, we just pray that you guide them as well, that they pray over every step that they make, every decision that they make as well, Lord. We just pray that you um, just put increase in wisdom in each person out there, Lord, that you give them your divine wisdom, your divine knowledge, Lord, and that you give them the, the supernatural drive that Merle was talking about, the drive that he had to conquer the obstacles in front of him. We just pray for that over each and every listener today, Lord. We just pray for your supernatural drive and a work ethic. And Lord, we just pray that for your um, values to be instilled in each and every listener so that they have core values. Each listener has core values that align with you, Lord. We just praise you and we thank you for the new moves you're making in each person that's listening. And we pray that you make them to go out and be conquerors and shine your light in your heavenly name. Amen.